New Thinking Allowed. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Meshlove. Today I want to talk about one of my dearest friends, the late Dean Brown. He died in 2003. And as I recall, for about 10 years prior to his death, I considered him my best friend. Uh, and because he was an important influence on me, I want to share his wonderful life with you. Dean was a man of many, many talents. He was a nuclear physicist. He was born in 1927. He died, in, as I say, in 2003. He worked on uh, the first nuclear submarine, the Nautilus, designing the fuel systems. He worked on <laughs> nuclear bombs, of, amongst other things. And he actually knew Albert Einstein uh, in his youth. He was at the Institute for Advanced Studies at Princeton University, where he got to know Einstein. And as he tells me, he played Go, the uh, Chinese game, strategy game of Go with Einstein, because they were interested together in understanding von Neumann's game theory. Uh, Dean was also a computer scientist. In fact, he uh, is one of the very first people to uh, talk about the use of computers in education. Back in the 1950s, he proposed it. And uh, he worked with the United Nations at one time to implement computers uh, throughout the uh, public education systems in Spain. And he founded a company called Picadine that specialized in educational software. I'll even go a step further. He helped to create, uh, along with me and our mutual friend, Dr. Obadiah Harris, who was the president of the Philosophical Research Society in Los Angeles, a, a university, an online university system, the University of Philosophical Research. That university no longer exists, but the Holmes Institute, a sister organization, which is sponsored by the Centers for Spiritual Living, formerly the uh, United Church of Religious Science, still operates based on the uh, uh, initial principles enunciated by Dean Brown. I teach parapsychology through that institution. So, uh, Dean has credentials, well, even more. He founded or was one of the uh, founders of the Zilog Corporation, it manufactured the first microchip, uh, the Z80, or one of the very first. I think the Z80 is still being used and manufactured, and Dean helped to design it. So, his scientific credentials are pretty impeccable. But in addition to that, he had so many other interests. I would talk to him about art or music or literature. He was, of course, quite knowledgeable in parapsychology. He worked as a consultant at SRI International, uh, formerly known as the Stanford Research Institute, when they were doing uh, remote viewing research. And back in the 1970s, research with Uri Geller 
Hal put off and Russell Targ asked him if he would step in and, and just form a personal relationship with Geller, get to know him as, as a human being. And, and they were friends for decades up until Dean's death. He was a Sanskrit scholar. He actually published uh, his translation of the Upanishads. And uh, he loved languages. At one time, I asked him how many languages did he know? And he said, well, he could kind of get around in about 25 different languages. Now, and the interesting thing is he was studying Greek and Sanskrit because he wanted to study the world's spiritual scriptures. He was looking for what he called invariance, principles that he could find enunciated uh, that were common to the uh, spiritual literature of the world. And he went even further. He was looking for invariance in nature. Now, he and his wife, Wendy, published a book on cosmic law. And in some of the earlier In Presence monologues, I have uh, referred to some of the cosmic laws, not all of them, though, that, that he developed. I could do more. I mean, there's nothing wrong with all of his cosmic laws. Uh, I'm going to link right now to some of those earlier monologues if you're curious about uh, the cosmic laws enunciated by Dean and Wendy Brown. Dean used to say that he looked for God in all the details. That's why he was so fascinated by so many different things down to the finest points. One day, I was walking with Dean down uh, Tennessee Valley Road in Marin County. It goes uh, from a park area all the way down to the uh, Pacific Ocean, to the beach. And as we're walking along this road, it's a couple miles long, he was naming all the plants along the way. And I said to him, Dean, you, you, you must know every plant in the state of California. And, and he looked at me and he said, well, yes, I do. I said, my gosh, that, that must be 10,000 plants. And he said, no, no, it's only about 7,000. He said, but I can also name all the plants in the United States. He says, that's about 11,000. He and his wife, Wendy, kept a collection of grasses. They studied grass from all over the world. And once I was traveling very far away, I was in Papua New Guinea on a vacation with my wife. And I saw on a sidewalk there a bunch of grass growing up next to the sidewalk. So I picked it up, packed it in an envelope, brought it back to California, where I was living at the time, and gave it as a present to Dean and Wendy. Just a patch of old grass. They were so thrilled to have it. Dean inspired me in, in many ways. He uh, loved to talk about uh, quantum physics, of course, and its relationship to consciousness. He was also a remote viewer himself. And uh, I used to spend a lot of time in those days hanging out with Dean Brown and Russell Targ and, uh, at the time, uh, Jane Catra. 
uh, who was uh, involved in a personal relationship with Russell and Dean's wife, Wendy. Uh, the five of us hung out together quite a bit. And uh, we even engaged uh, in uh, set up a very interesting remote viewing experiment to see if you could get a higher score if you combine the results of multiple parties. So the four of them were all the percipients and as I recall, got 11 hits in 12 trials. Uh, this study was published. Uh, in fact, I can link to it. I'm going to link to that study because uh, it's it's a fascinating and important study that uh, I had some role in organizing, although Russell Targ and Dean Brown and, and Wendy and Jane were really the uh, percipients or the remote viewers in that study. The rainbow yin-yang artwork, which is uh, the logo of the New Thinking Aloud Foundation and, and video channel, uh, was also to some degree inspired by Dean. I had already designed it, but that had been years ago. And on one occasion, I was, I'd already moved to Nevada. As, as I recall, I was on the phone with Dean Brown, we used to talk a lot and I was composing music. This is another thing he introduced me to. And he also introduced me to uh, the stock market. I became a registered commodity trading advisor because of his inspiration, uh, looking at financial markets. So that's another long story I won't get into. So I was talking to him about the music I was composing and he said something prophetic to me. He said, that's very interesting. That's nice, he said, but soon you are going to create artwork. And Within a couple of weeks, I had created uh, some massive uh, gicle posters of different variations of the rainbow yin-yang. I created the animated rainbow yin-yang uh, that you sometimes see in the uh, graphics of this, uh, the, uh, the older graphics in particular, the introduction uh, sequence for New Thinking Aloud. In fact, I actually had an art exhibit of these giant graphics at the Philosophical Research Society in Los Angeles, all because of Dean's inspiration. When Dean died in 2003, many people came to me and said, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I felt funny about that because it honestly didn't feel like a loss. It still doesn't feel like a loss. I, I know Dean isn't with us any longer. I don't exactly miss him. Instead, I feel a sense of knowing that I'm going to meet up with him again. It may be 10,000 years in the future. I, it doesn't seem to matter. We'll pick up our conversation just where we left off. I have a, a, it's an intuition. I feel it with a certainty. I'll run into Dean Brown again and we'll just start up right where we left off. So I, I hope you find my description of my wonderful uh, friend. And, and there's so many more stories about Dean I could share with you. But let me leave you with this question. What would it mean for you to say that you see God in all the details?
I'll leave you with that thought and thank you for being with me.